Online Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. This is a place that we bring together the world's leading experts in all things health and wellness, help you optimize your mind, body, and movement. Today's gorgeous conversation is with my friend, Chase Jarvis. Chase is someone that I've been following along with for, I don't know, many years, probably the last three to five years or so. And he's just someone that I find incredibly inspiring. He has worked with the greatest minds and artists and entrepreneurs and all the sort around the planet. And as you're going to find out in this conversation, he has a this very interesting magnetic um, kind of like open, curious way about him that I find to be um, really enlivening to be around. And I think that's the reason that he's been so successful in his career. Uh, his bio, he's an award-winning artist, entrepreneur, best-selling author, and one of the most influential photographers of the past 20 years. His expansive work ranges from shooting advertising campaigns for companies like Apple, Nike, and Red Bull, to working with athletes like Serena Williams and Tony Hawk to collaborating with renowned icons like Lady Gaga and Richard Branson. He has also contributed to the Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times story, Snowfall, and 2014 earned an Emmy nomination for his documentary, Portrait of a City. Um, he's a tremendous human being. He's obviously done a lot of incredible things with his life, and I'm very excited to share his experience with y'all. Uh, this conversation gets into ultimately how to live a good life, what that, what that means in the first place. I'm reading a book now uh, called the, the Second Mountain, and one of the defining factors in that book is differentiating the difference between happiness and joy. And happiness is kind of this thing that you reach out for, and it's like those short-term wins. You made some money, you met a girl, you got a raise, you did a backflip off of a diving board into some water it made you feel temporarily happy and then joy is this something that that arises as a product of living a good life it's like an it's like an uprising is more than it is like a thing that you reach out to try to find and i think that that is what chase has successfully cultivated in his own life and um that's a big part of what we talked about in this conversation. I want to thank you guys for leaving us reviews on wherever you listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. I'm going to read one from C Dweller Morgan here. Uh, five stars. It says, real awesome on rollerblades. Aaron's most incredible asset is his flaws. Thank you for that. Uh, he threads them throughout each podcast in a ways that are authentic and beyond valuable to me as a listener. Thank you, Aaron. I love you. That is very sweet. Uh, so that's it. That's all. Thank you guys for reviews. I read them all. And uh, good chance I'll read them on here. Thank you for subscribing, sharing, and implementing this information if it is meaningful to you. Let's get back to it with my guy, Chase Jarvis. Bye. First, just thank you for making time to do this. And it's been such a pleasure to get to know you um, over our last conversation on your podcast. Uh, and then also yeah, getting man. to research you and study you and listen to conversations with you. And, um, it's really, it's like a breath of fresh air, your level of, um, genuine interest and authenticity. Um, and then intelligence and like the, like just <laughs> the, the level, the, like the level of investment that you've put into your craft. And then also in tandem, your investment in, um, maybe not even investment, just your natural innate interest in other people is really, um, it's, 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 it's something, you know, and I, 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 I wonder where do you think, is that a muscle that a person can develop? 
uh, like interest and engagement in, uh, I don't know, life, people, subjects. What's that? There's a saying, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, if you want to be interesting, be interested. And, and, uh, you know, again, I don't even know that. It seems like it's been somewhere in my past. I read someone smart said that, so I don't know if it's a thing or, or if it's something made up. But I have a um, a desire historically to um, understand people, mostly because if you think about the range of human emotions, experiences, opportunities, they, that is couched in human beings. Right, it's not couched in trees or in mountains. Or there's all kinds of benefits for trees and mountains and pets and whatnot. But the the, the human experience is couched in speaking with other humans, in reading books, and listening to stories, and consuming art that humans make. Right, that is how human experience is basically shared and unfolds in front of other humans. So as a person who wants to um, maximize the richness, the engagement, the fulfilling feelings that we can get from life, it seems like that's where all the riches are buried, right? In humans. And, and you know, I'm, as we all can, only really connect the dots looking backwards. I, I think I realized that in early on in my career when I realized that I am compelled to be an artist, a, a creator, an entrepreneur, and to have been inspired by reading the stories of entrepreneurs and artists and who have who had predated or precluded me, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much wisdom and knowledge and, you know, opportunity distilled in lessons that other people have already learned. Like, that's a great place to start. That's a great place to um, to harvest. And then it turns out that that's actually a great vehicle for cultivating another thing that I have discovered in my universe, the idea of community. And if you are interested in connecting with other people, you learn from them, you're willing and excited to be a student of them and their work, then and you share that work that almost by definition cultivates community because then you're sharing that with other people and connecting other people with this work as a as basically a connector and it turns out that 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 we are social creatures and that has a whole nother benefit to whatever it is that you want to do or be or become in this world people want to help you if they know that you're you know helping other people in the process and if you want to share what you learned with them um so there's this sort of a um it's like a, it, it unlocks some flow of information that is seen as, you know, by humanity as this is valuable, therefore I want to pay attention. And this idea of humans and, and of building community turns out that's good for everything. It's good for human connection. It's good for health and, and happiness and fitness and, you know, um, and, and business and, um, and all, all, you know, all these things. So it is not, it, it is intentional now because I've recognized it as a strength and it started out just generally and genuinely as like, this is where all the best of the human experience is embedded. And if we can go learn from that and then apply it, you know, internally, 
boy, that's like a, a superpower. Yeah, I think it's interesting. There's like so many different ideas that came to mind as you were, as um, you were sharing. I'm like, ha, ah, like, um, but I think where I'm at is life feels kind of like, almost like a, uh, like a, a game in a way, you know, maybe it's a simulation, uh, but it, it's like, you know, the, like the Joseph Campbell hero's journey. Like it feels like you ever play Zelda oh, yeah. growing up, sure. you, you know, you get the ocarina and then you get like the Excalibur sword. I might be making Excalibur part up, but you got like the different version of swords and you like level up as you go. And, it, and, it, and the thing that's coming to mind as you're, as you're speaking is, is like the answers to everything that you could ever want to know or feel or experience exists in people. Yes. And that's the only it's, place it's it there. exists. It, it, that's, that's, and to, there is both something comforting and um, awesome to recognize that it's comforting to know, well, it's valuable to be able to ask other people their experiences and learn without you don't I don't have to touch a hot stove to know that the stove is hot I can ask somebody else who touched it and by extension it's it makes you feel less alone or less like isolated or um to know that that you're experiencing uh there's ultimately a reasonably narrow range of of emotions and and experiences and you can you can learn in advance of that or while you're going through it and it helps you, you know, it helps you process. It helps you manage. It helps you master. It helps you navigate. It helps you, you know, do all these, you know, the verbs, these verbs to, to, you know, experience the human experience, which is cool. Yeah. 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 And, And as you start to gain, relationships and your community grows and such, which, you know, that's just inherent in being of service. If you're continually in service with, to enough people, uh, with time, the way that I've described it or visualized in the past is almost thinking of it like, like a matrix. And, you know, when you start off and you're young, you just have a couple little strands coming off the matrix and they're kind of disparate and disconnected. And you're just like, I f- you feel alone. You're like, man, like nothing really just happens for me. And as you go every moment, every day, you know, that it's a bunch of opportunities to be of service to, to others. And that leaves an imprint and every imprint that you leave with a new person, new person, new person, new person, suddenly that matrix, it's like a tree. It starts to grow and become more robust and integrated. And then those nodes or those branches of the tree, they start talking to each other and they say, Oh yeah, Chase, he helped me with that. Oh man, he's so good. Oh, he's the best. And then, whoa, now you're in the fabric. And I, and, and I, I wonder, what do you think about that? Everything you said is an, uh, like exclamation point yes and then there's something else cool that layers in there which it's exponential that's like the i just got chills when you recognize that all of those you know that that like not just conceptually exponential i mean like literally the definition of if all if you're planting all these seeds and these seeds are growing and the seeds are planting their own seeds you know the, the seeds become trees and the trees give off their own seeds like this you know and and in human behavior it's or in in internet circles it's probably called networking but in a social science setting it's really it's like exponential human connection and you know networking has a is not at i I never use that word i don't think of it as that um 
And in fact, you know, when when it has been said in business circles in the past, I'm like this, you know, I'm I'm not at this event to give out as many, you know, date myself here 19, in, give out as many business cards as possible. I'm here to like actually, you know, learn and connect and share. And uh, it is interesting the the when you say it's like compounding, right? It's like financially compounding interest is how all you know investments they really pay off and the same is true and i would even say maybe more so in the arena of human capital hmm. so uh, i wonder as far as going in direction of like actionable takeaway information things of sort um I, what do you think differentiates a person that has had a pretty um almost uh, they've been able to integrate well compared to a person that just isn't being able to figure it out, you know, and they're still whatever, late thirties, forties, whatever, or just whatever, any age. And it's like, I can't seem to crack into this social group or this, you know, just the, like my, like my ideas aren't coming off of the ground. I don't have the, and then there's some other people that it's like, they've just, seemingly organically effortlessly been able to grow through you know that that matrix and they're, they're starting to get this exponential return where people want to be supportive to them and like what is the difference between those those two is there is there any any standouts that you could potentially you know like bullet points i do think ideas i do think that this comes more naturally to some rather than others as the way that you know uh being a gifted athlete may or being a gifted thinker or you know there are some i think some endemic some natural gifts at work but i think what's more interesting and the takeaway ought to be that this is a knowable learnable thing and the specifically the awareness that this is possible or this is happening and a willingness to engage with that is is that's the real takeaway. And it's like, if you find yourself you know, not on, well, first of all, if you see yourself not in that, in that uh, arena as someone who has benefited from that, have you done any work in that arena? The belief is that everyone who has that has it naturally and that you either have it or you don't. The reality is, is single digit percent of people are tr probably truly gifted. The reality is that probably 70% or 80% of the, the rest of the percentage of people who would be, you know, would be considered to have benefited in that universe have actually recognized it and put work in. You know, I, I have a friend, Vanessa Van Edwards. She's, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I was just with her five days ago. There you go. So Vanessa's down in yeah. Austin, down in New year. She's a yeah. good friend. You know, she has yeah. studied as she's a behavioral, uh, psychologist and she has studied human behavior and, if you think about this as charisma, for example, it's it's more. I'm I'm just kind of like brutalizing this a little bit because it's community and integrity and you know there's all kinds of you know um, things at work here. But if we just try and simplify it to charisma, uh, that that it's learnable and she's documented it's a thing and it's like you know there's ten bullet points that if you do these ten things, then by definition you. You have charisma. Of course, we're not talking about charisma. We're talking about something that's a little bit more dynamic and and three dimensional or four dimensional than that. 
But the point is, is if you are on the other side or you perceive yourself, it's like, have you put any work in? Are you willing to? Because that's where the, you know, a lot of value in life is in this. We are social animals, whether you like it or not. And this has nothing to do with being an introvert or an extrovert. This is human connection is required. Babies that do not get human connection die, just to be blunt. Like, so it's not a like, oh yeah, I don't really need that or I don't benefit from that. You know, people who have invested in that area will disproportionately benefit whether you're naturally gifted or not. And not dissimilar to your world, are you invested in how you feel physically, in how you move through the world, in, you know, your you know your physical level level of activity of physical health have you spent and paid attention to that if so you tend to get disproportionate benefits and if not you you know likely don't get that benefit and i think the same thing is true here yeah yeah when, I, I think we we can it's easy to get mired by or, or wrapped up in like hard skills you know and quantifiable skills and and, and such but I think that there's, you know, a whole nother aspect of our, of our lives. You know, it's like, like an iceberg kind of thing. You have like the tip of the iceberg, the things that you see, and yep. then there's the vast majority of it, which is everything that lies be beneath. And I think that that's the, the, you know, oftentimes the differentiating factor bet between a person that's, it seems like life just goes easier for them. It's like, there's like this lubrication in the gears with the person. You know, and it's, it's like uncovering what that is, is very interesting to me. Well, let me, let me layer in something that is, this is what I truly believe in a, in, a, in a roundabout way. This may get us, you know, orient those who are not familiar with me or my work here on your show. I believe that this, what we are talking about is a creative process. You are creating your experience, your human experience. And notice it's not, the human experience is not happening to me. I am creating it. And it may be, I may need to say I'm co-creating it because I'm interacting with other things. I don't want to project some solipsistic universe. What solipsism means for those who don't know is that there's only one mind. It's me and everything else is made up by me. So if you can agree that I am interacting with the world, that I, it's, it's, I am creating the experience that I'm having. I am doing work and that work is, you know, is is reflecting benefits and there are you know some good things happen some bad things happen but it's very much how i'm responding to them if you what i believe is everything we've been talking about here whether it's developing individual skills the skill of you know the physical skills that you talked about or the, the their demonstrable hard skills or these soft skills and whether you're developing that your your life experience or not th these are creative actions and the irony is that if one wants to be better at creating your life experience, a follow-on question is like, well, how do I get better at that? The reality is, how do you build any muscle? You do it more often, right? If you wanna get good at bicep curls, you curl weights with your biceps more often and they will get stronger. So by extension, if life, this thing that we're talking about, life with a capital L, requires this is this creative act which creativity with a capital c how do you what, what are the muscles that you use oh you know what it turns out that you just bring more creativity into your life every day you get good at creating because i believe three fundamental principles i wrote them down in a book that we can get to or, or not get to called creative calling it's 
A, everybody is creative. B, that creativity is a muscle. And C, it's only through creating in small, daily, regular ways, whether that's a business, a life, a conversation, uh, you know, music, art, um, anything where you're creating on a regular basis. It's through creating in small, daily ways that you understand that you can create the life that you have. It's the same muscles. It's just operating at a different scale. So you're not going to get life, you know, you're not going to be able to create the life you want if you do not fundamentally see yourself as an agent in your own making. My absolute favorite beverages for an afternoon pick-me-up. Really amazing for reducing stress, feeling calm, feeling at ease, uh, placing myself into a restorative state, also with clarity and energy. That is Organifi Green Juice. I drop a couple scoops of that into a blender, throw a couple ice cubes in there, blend it up. That is it. That is all. It tastes absolutely amazing. Love sharing it with friends. And uh, it's just a, a, a brilliant blend for a little energetic support in the afternoon. You can take it anytime, but I usually take it in the afternoon. Uh, so I highly recommend this stuff. If you want to get yourself a 20% discount, then you can jump over to Organifi.com slash align. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash align. 20% is a fantastic discount. Um, they have a 100% money back guarantee if you're not completely beyond satisfied with the product. I am completely confident you guys are going to really dig Organifi Green Juice. It is a fantastic way to cover your bases from a vitamin, mineral, and antioxidant perspective. So jump over to Organifi.com slash align for 20% off. I want to take a moment and share something that is an absolute needle mover for sleep that is supplementing with magnesium. The reason magnesium is relevant to supplement with in the first place is because it is largely deficient in modern day soil. My go-to choice for magnesium is from Bioptimizers. The reason I like this stuff so much is it contains all seven different forms of magnesium. Uh, it's sourced incredibly well. I know the founders of the company personally. I trust them. I think they're fantastic. I think they really give a dang. And I think this stuff is important for you to try. If you're interested in getting yourself a 10% discount, you can go to magbreakthrough.com slash align podcast. That's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H.com slash Align Podcasts. You could use code Align10 to boost your intake of magnesium and start feeling better today. Start sleeping better. Start relaxing and restoring and repairing those muscles of yours. I think you guys are going to dig this stuff. Magbreakthrough.com slash Align Podcast. 10% off. And so the reason that I'm starting kind of coming from the place of you know, the difference between like hard skills and soft skills and community and relationships and feeling support and, you know, I think that that's foundational to assist a person in getting out of uh, survival mode and a reactionary state and to open up the bandwidth and spaciousness to connect these seemingly disparate associations or connections, you know, to create something new because you actually feel like safe enough to do so. But as long as a person's in this reactionary state, I think all you can do is just keep your head above water, just get the bills paid, you know, and just like, you know, and it's, it's really, I, I think I would imagine it'd probably be hard to be in a creative state w within that. And then in relation to creative calling your book, um, it's one of those interesting kind of mysterious, elusive things, creativity. 
And it's, I think it's the foundation for almost everything that, that really at least moves us. I was going to say everything that matters, but at least moves us. Yeah. And, and, and so, and so being able to hold that and kind of objectify it and say like, okay, like this is creativity and this is, you know, I, I appreciate you creating the manual for us to be able to hone in on that. <laughs> uh, and I wonder as for starters in relation to that specifically, do you feel where do people end up doing themselves a disservice in relation to their own propagation and development of creativity? Cause it's this spontaneous thing that comes and you're ha ha the muse has, has, has come like, where are we, where are we shooting ourselves in the foot with that and preventing the possibility for creativity to emerge? Uh, excellent question. And it is the reason that I started writing about it because it's a great vehicle for people to understand storytelling is powerful and doing so in a, in a, in a manual, as you said, most of the books about creativity that I had seen in the past, either, you know, thought of it as like popsicle sticks and glitter or, you know, as something you did in elementary school or, you know, and didn't have a broad enough definition um, or were entirely discounted. And the way that I see most people shoot themselves in the foot is by adopting the dominant cultural narrative, which is, I will say, is rapidly shifting. But, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when I really started trying to make this a pop, an idea in popular culture that no creativity is not just a nice to have it's like the thing that underpins a solution to every problem we will ever know and it is the master it is the master skill it is you know you're once you recognize that it's only through creating in small lightweight off you know regular daily ways that you can develop the muscles in order to create the most important and valuable experiences in your life like that was an aha for me and so the the fundamental mistake that most people make is thinking that it's popsicle sticks and glue and that it is just a nice to have that some soft skill that you know that that is you know only bestowed on a few people in school that were anointed by their teachers at, you know, good at drawing or something, and that it requires you to move to Paris and don the, the beret and smoke the cigarette and, and that it's for everybody else. But the reality is, is, is actually just the opposite. It is so fundamental. It's as fundamental as, you know, almost as, you know, water and food to the human experience. Because if you do not understand you know you do not perceive yourself as having agency and you're willing to just be a cork in the tide then you sort of deserve wherever you end up <laughs> versus this you know the the taking an active role recognizing that um that it is a worthwhile endeavor to apply effort toward things that matter to you whether those are relationships or whether those are you know uh goals or or you know, any, yeah, any, any accomplishment or experience that you want to have, like manifesting through action, taking action is, that's the vehicle. So, you know, that's the, 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 that's the foundations. People think it's one thing and it's really not, you know, creativity with the capital C is combining new ideas and experiences to make to existing things to make something new and useful and just doing that over and over. So once you start to expand, I have yet to on any of the, you know, hundreds of podcasts I've been on or stages or whatever, not have someone say, Hmm, if you expand the definition of creativity 
in the way that you're talking about it, Chase, then I still don't see the utility. It's, it's just the opposite. It's like, okay, I buy that I have a role in trying to cultivate, you know, the experience, the human experience that I want. And if you do, if that is in fact creation or at least co-creation, you engaging with the universe, then shit, you're right. I gotta, I have to acknowledge my own creativity and get to work. Yeah. How does a person, it, it feels like we almost could use some form of rehabilitation from being in a structured kind of like institutional educational upbringing where it's, it's to no fault of any individual. Um, but the system as a whole has kind of formed around the convenience of teaching to a test. And there's lots of individual teachers that are not that way at all. And they're like passionate and that, you know, they're really infusing this, this zest and zeal for life and curiosity and like, and then the system that they're working within is teaching to a test and you want to, you know, get like, you know, you want to get funding and you want to get make sure everyone answers the right sequence of A, D, E, F, K. And so that it's very interesting because a, a young, and I've heard you say this before as well, but like a young person, uh, you know, if you tell them to get up and draw a picture on a chalkboard, if they're, you know, in kindergarten or whatever, it's like, hell yeah. Like, woo. <laughs> like, let's see where it goes. Yep. And then you start to become indoctrinated with this shame or fear, you know, not doing it right or not being perfect or not being essentially being somebody else you know, or, or regurgitating someone else's response, you know, because of, you know, all the reasons. How does a person start to rehabilitate one's mind or their children's mind or et cetera? I love the, the concept of rehabilitation. I love it. I haven't used that term for it. I think it's an adequate term, appropriate term, maybe. Um, you said it in there, and I'll, I'll restate it expressly because I think it's important. There is no evil genius who's trying to subvert your human experience or your growth. There is a series of systems that were developed, you know, at starting thousands of years ago, but certainly hundreds and definitely in the last, in the previous century, where the system of bringing our children along in a society and a culture was done to serve an end. It was designed, done to create good employees to learn a skill, to stand on an assembly line and work in a factory. And the way that we could do that in a mass culture is as everybody went to the same building and those who were of similar age went to a, one, one room within that building and moved through a, a bunch of material at, a, at the same rate and then came out. Essentially, it is a factory, right? It is an assembly line. And this, you know, ironically, it's, it's, this, is, this is well documented that our current school system was based largely on the factory industrialization and the farm. We go to school during these hours because, and we have summers off, it was because you needed to go work in the fields. <laughs> so, you know, the, the whole learning system was, you know, and if, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm the founder of an online learning platform called Creative Live, which is where, uh, you know, tens of millions of people have learned um, a lot of these soft skills, photography, design, filmmaking, entrepreneurship, make, building businesses and whatnot. So I've studied the education system a lot and built a platform to address it specifically. But 
it's, it's there's no it wasn't an evil genius that said we're going to keep these people down it was like what works oh we see how a factory works over here we're going to make humans do the same little factory and lo and behold it turns out that people who go through the factory experience that's what they start to understand work is so then they make they do become better workers in factories well the irony is that we're still educating people with that paradigm but the world the work world the the world of potential human experience is very non-linear now it is not you go to this school and then you go to this school and then you go to this school and then you get this job and if you get this job and you work for 40 years then you get the gold watch and then you retire like and and that's not to disparage that but that is that is the paradigm of the previous you know basically 200 years so what what it's now the jobs that most people who are listening to this show right now are going to have in 10 years are jobs that literally do not even exist today so it's you know we not only do we need a different system one where it's largely self-directed and it's it's multi-dimensional versus the linear you come in the factory at this age and this with this widget and you you come out at the other end of the factory with x number of skills and then you go live your life we need us you know the, the the world that we live in is so dynamic now that we need an equally dynamic system to create the kind of human beings that we want to populate our societies and that's just there's a complete disconnect now and that's this often happens right there's a lag between the ability to make a system that is the best for such a you know at this scale and you know our, its ability to deliver the results there's a huge lag time there and that's what we're experiencing and and what's cool is what i you know what i know about your show and the longtime show that i've hosted um and going back to this idea of why would you care about humans and especially high performing humans and why would you read books and it's it's because if you look at those people and right now everyone has people they look up to and respect and admire whether they're their neighbor or um you know michael jordan or roxanne gay or uh or any internet person that you say man you know they're speaking the truth the reality is that they have largely escaped the paradigm that we're talking about they are living this and they're living it in advance of the majority of the people that are in this ecosystem and that's one of the reasons that we're i think we're interested in that like they figured something out i'm not quite sure what it is but that's interesting and then if you look at largely at the way that they have learned which is what i've done you know in my writings in my lifelong work as an artist and and what creative live does is it deconstructs the success of the most happy and successful and importantly fulfilled people and there are patterns they have you know they have not necessarily subscribed to this life is linear you're you know you're born you work <laughs> then you die mentality and it, it is seen as exponential it is a growth mindset rather than a um you know a closed mindset and shit you start to see that, there, that that's what's happening right now you've seen the creator movement right we're seeing a, an exponential expansion of you know of the collective creativity look at the companies that are the most successful and differentiated they operate in a special and different way they have some fundamental principles that they adhere to but they're also you know uh there are there is a creativity embedded in the very existence and shit 
people are figuring it out. And the hope, you know, my hope in writing and, you know, going on your show and is to share this with people and help them feel empowered and inspired. Like, oh man, I have to take a role in my own experience. Um, and by taking action, it doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. In fact, it's just the opposite that I'm going to make tons of mistakes, but the goal isn't avoiding mistakes. The, the goal is recovering quickly. And this is what, you know, failure or, or trial and error or iteration looks like in, and it's critical to, again, this successful, happy, and most importantly, fulfilled life. Yeah. A part of my creative venture in, in this lifetime is, um, associating seeming lead disparate topics such as creativity back to movement, you know, and back to health and back to biological well-being and, and such. And you, you, I think some of the conversations that a person may have would be like, oh, like creativity is like Steve Jobs or like Gary Vee or someone that's like kind of in, in a category of like, okay, like they're making apps and businesses and it's kind of like mind to paper, mind to technology. And it's, you know, like that's, that's creativity or an artist, you know, could be the obvious one or music or something of the sort. But then when you look uh, at the effect of something like play, for example, you know, it's like an embodied experience. Suddenly that opens up a person to all of these different realms of, of themselves at, you know, a mental, emotional, even neuronal level. There's a, there's a book that you'd probably appreciate called play by Stuart Brown, Dr. Stuart Brown. I reference him in my book a bunch of times in the play chapter. And he describes it as activating these, what he calls um, super, superfluous neurons, where it's like, we don't really know the function, they're kind of disconnected, but through play, this very specific medium of play, there's no purpose, you know, it's just, it's just exploration for the sake of exploration and joy for the sake of joy, not trying to get any kind of outcome of it. Suddenly that starts to, the physical embodied expression of play starts to have this mental, emotional, neuronal integration to allow the expression of new ideas. It's just so fucking cool. <laughs> you know? And let, but let's, let's take this for a moment. I love where you're going here. And let's yeah. take it for a moment. Okay. Look, I want everyone who's listening, you know, uh, if you're jogging down the path, you might need to walk for a second, but I want you to do this. And maybe if you're sitting in traffic, this will be good. Like look back into your personal human experience and think about the connection between play and your internal state. How do you feel? And when you feel that way, how do you perform? Do you have experiences of feeling amazing and performing poorly? Most people don't. Most people have the experience of when I feel good, I am more apt to perform better. And by performance, I mean you're a better husband, wife, chef, uh, worker, partner, you know, like, you know, performing, you know, meaning all of those things. If play cultivates, you know, these feelings of well-being and experiments and experiences, and it's in those moments and experiences that you feel most alive and connected and um, both aware of yourself and, um, and sort of divorced from any hyper awareness of any one thing like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm standing in front of people or whatever. You're like, you are simultaneously just come. It's like a flow state. That is when you perform the best. So there's this direct connection 
between the things that you're talking about there and what I'm saying, you know, this un this this underpinning of creativity. And I want to specifically talk to a, a subset of potential listeners right now. Um, again, I like the connection you made to movement and play because um, I think it's very contributory. Uh, but for people who have used the phrase, like, I'm not that creative, like, that is a conditioned response based on the belief that creativity is popsicle sticks and glitter and that you can draw a good portrait from ninth grade or sixth grade or whatever. That is not the definition of creativity. And if you can expand this idea of creativity and you do acknowledge that it is when you are playing or are creating that and co to be fair, we're co-creating this, this experience right now, right? You and I, because if you interrupted me, we would go a different direction. If you had another idea, like we're co-creating that. So if you can, this person who thinks you might not be creative, if you can ex extend me the um, the willingness to acknowledge this, it's very difficult to then have a counter argument that creativity is useless. If you can accept that creativity is these things and eschew this idea that I'm not creative because creativity, you were using the wrong sense of the word or the word is changing, then isn't that awesome? All of a sudden, all of a sudden you're not, you may be 10,000 hours away from a goal, but you're also just one decision away from starting the process. And that is remarkably inspiring to me. Yeah. Well, it's like you can, you know, so, so many people, they come to a point, there's a, a term for this that I, I'm not, I'm not remembering right now, but they come to a point of reaching their final goal, their final destination. They went to the moon, they won the Olympic gold medal the thing they've been working towards for their whole life. And then immediately following that they have, they fall into this deep depression and they're like, well, now I have no, no purpose. And I'm like, like, who am I and what do I do? And so it was in fact the, the journey to the goal that was the thing. The goal was actually a disappointment <laughs> for most people. It lasts, a, but we like a second. It lasts a second, you know? And then it's like, I mean, I've had that sensation with certain, digital numbers clicking over to a thing that, you know, years ago, I'd be like, oh man, when that, when that comes and then it finally comes and you're like, absolutely nothing, like nothing. <laughs> and you're like, huh, interesting. You know, so I, 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 you know, I think a, a, a person, it's, it's just the stories we tell ourselves. And, and I think there's the opportunity to, to engage in in play and in exploration and all that and like literally everything that we're doing even even the most like banal kind of linear structured things that we're doing there's still the opportunity to infuse a little bit of play into that and then suddenly i think from there it potentiates the opportunity for new new growth in, in ways that we wouldn't had we were had we stayed stuck in an old story of this is the way it is and this is the way it has to be. And there's no potential flexibility. I don't have a question, but. No, you, not even potential. It's, that's the only way that you get out of that, right, is, is recognizing it. Because otherwise, it's just momentary experiences of bliss for which you had no role and you can learn nothing from. <laughs> if, you, if you change the script, right, the most important words in the world are the ones we say to ourselves. And if you're constantly programming yourself, you might as well program yourself with the idea that 
um, you know, that I am creating this experience right now, even if I'm only creating the attitude that I have about what I am experiencing. In the case of grief, for example, or something you're angry about or frustrated, like this, it's the, look at the level that we're talking about. We're, we're talking about fundamental human neurology and emotions, and this is some base level shit we're talking about here. And I'm tying it back to, you know, creativity, and and we're able to make the connection between uh, your neurology and how you move, and that these things are tied together. I think is is fascinating. And as I have spent most of my life, you know, you opened this you know the show today with like talking about um, is how you know what is it about you know people who have been able to fill in the blank. I've just been deconstructing, you know, the most happy and successful and fulfilled high performers, and this is what I've realized is that that this is the you know, of the of the things that are common, the pattern is that they recognize that they are an agent in this, that they have a role in it. That that that, and that's not to say that self talk isn't always positive, because we we know that we are human, and um, but but fundamentally, the pattern is that there's an acknowledgement that they can create. The future that they want for themselves and by extension any number of small things along the way i'd like to take a moment and talk about amino acids on episode 383 i talked about essential amino acids like keon aminos being one of the best hacks for muscle growth if you really want to understand just how vital amino acids are for building muscle Think about your body and what it's made of. You probably know that it's mostly water. What you probably don't know is that everything else, all of your solid mass is 50% amino acids. This is why Kian Aminos is a fundamental supplement for fitness. I drink aminos every dang day for energy, muscle, and recovery. Kian Aminos is backed by over 20 years of clinical research, has the highest quality ingredients, no fillers, no junk, undergoes rigorous quality testing, and tastes God dang, amazing with all natural flavors. So if you want to naturally boost energy, build lean muscle, and enhance athletic recovery, got to get yourself some Keon Aminos. You can now save 20% on monthly deliveries and 10% on one-time purchases by going over to getkion.com slash align. That's G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com slash align. A line that is 20% savings on monthly deliveries and 10% on one-time purchases. Get slash align. I'd like to take a moment and share a way to optimize your intracellular health and get more from your hydration that is supplementing with electrolytes. I personally utilize Element I have for the last couple of years. I am a huge fan of this company. Their flavors are all incredibly delicious. They uh, Each packet contains a perfect blend of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. It is an absolute non-negotiable to remineralize your water, especially if you're drinking from filtered water sources. 
when you drink water from a spring, for example, it is gathering natural minerals from the ground and from the rocks as it comes to you. We strip that out and then it spells trouble for our nervous system. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutritional absorption, and fluid balance. Element can help prevent things like headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and it causes me personally to drink a lot more water because it tastes so darn good. Element has provided a special offer only for our listeners. Well, they will send you a free sample pack so you can try all of their delicious flavors with any purchase. All you got to do is go to drinkelement.com slash align. That is D-R-I-N-K L-M-N-T dot com slash align. If you are not absolutely satisfied, beyond satisfied with this product, they will send you your money back. No questions asked. I stand behind this stuff. I know that you guys are going to dig it. Jump over to drinklmnt.com slash align for a free sample pack with any purchase. There's also something sometimes a little bit, um, I don't know, like paradoxical or perhaps, of a lot of the people that we aspire to be more like would fall into a category of like high performer, which that that word is, you know, I think that that word's a bit mm, fraught with issues in and of itself, just like on the face, just the, just the terminology. And so I wonder with you, just on a more, on a more like personal level, because you would fall into that category. You're a person that's like well-respected all around the planet, you know, you're, it's like your, your accolades are, are vast and high. Um, I wonder what are, what is like hard for you in your life? Mm. Mm. Um, uh, this is going to be, it's going to seem abstract, but I think it is, it's very fundamental and I place a lot of value on the idea of awareness because at the end of the day, what we the only thing that we really have is our attention, right? And you've heard, you know, we can throw around the idea of, oh, being self-aware is a very powerful skill and, or someone who is, would be defined as charismatic. They are aware of how they are feeling and how what they are saying, feeling, doing makes you feel. And, you know, and at the, this, 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 at the very base level, again, I like to go down to first principles and it's sort of what do we have? Like in this life, what do we have? We really have attention. And if attention is, you know, awareness, where we place our awareness, right now I'm placing it on you. I'm going to make sure that we're delivering value to you, to your community, or, or, or when I'm, um, you know, performing a skill, whether that's for work or for pleasure or for joy, my attention is on that thing. And so where I, when, when, I'm, when you ask, you know, what do I struggle with? The ability to be in the moment, to be truly present is, I believe, sort of this master skill on par with creativity. It's sort of like awareness is the true base of the pyramid, you know, and the next one is is creativity do you have the ability to bring to bear experiences and people and ideas to you know combine them to make something new and that new that thing that is new actually is what propels you to have a uh, 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 the human experience that you are desiring 
So for me, the ability to stay mindful in during any activity is, you know, when we get angry at someone who pulled out in front of us, it's usually because we fell out of the moment and we're thinking about this person, who they must be, and we're thinking about why we're, you know, the reason we're really angry is because we're late and why were we late? So we're living in the future. We're going to be late or we're living in the past. That guy wronged me just a moment ago. And none of that has anything to do with actual <laughs> being. So I, I find that my my weakness and the areas when I look at people who I truly respect and appreciate and admire, they have this in, insane ability to stay present. The, the, you know, and I don't like, we'll, we'll agree to throw rocks at the idea of high performers because high performer means, tends to mean that you're achieving some goal. But if you can look at performing the act of human being, right, of actually being, nobody does it better than the monk. And the monk is entirely present, right? Ram Das sitting in the monk, you know, be here now. That's not about, you know, what's going to happen for dinner tonight or, oh my gosh, I was so mean to that person at the grocery store. It's like the joy of being. That's, uh, I, I think, the highest, um, potentially our highest and most valuable state. So I'm I'm in a lifelong pursuit of that. My wife is a meditation and a mindfulness teacher. So I am a student of, and she's way better at this than I am. So I've, I'm constantly... Uh, that's where I put a lot of work. Put a lot, put a lot of work there. It's like the, it's like the 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 most gorgeous expression of a performance typically is the byproduct of getting out of the way of yourself. Absolutely. Again, more paradox. It's like the, the more you 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 know, Alan Watts has a bit where he talks about teaching a kid how not to stutter, and if you're like, and he's like, da, 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 and you're like, concentrate. He's like, oh, okay, good. It's like that's not how it just makes it worse. You know, so it's, 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 it's being able to like hold the unholdable in a way. It feels like that's creativity. It's very strange. But this, this is why meditation, you know, we've used the analogy of, you know, if, if you want to get better at creating your life, then have more creative pursuits because you get used to what it feels like to build that muscle. And, you know, by extension, the idea of now this is very philosophical and you'll I'll have to apologize I dropped out of a PhD program in philosophy so this may get a little heady but <laughs> no I'm a dropout though just to be clear so me me too me too <laughs> this, actually I, same same thing the yeah. idea not, P, like, not PhD but, yeah. <laughs> the idea but your what your attention what meditation does meditation is the act of trying to be present and it is the act of when it's not if it's when your mind wanders meditation is literally the act of refocusing your attention on that's why we have things like you know you focus on breathing or focus on a mantra or ideally you're there's nothing you're focusing on just being and not the grocery list not your parking ticket not not anything else it's just, folk, you know, when your mind wanders, bring it back. And that is a muscle, right? And so by extension, the idea of being able to be here now. And if you're the kid not thinking about trying to not stutter, but just being, that's where this is. That's why this is so foundational. It is as foundational as 
you know, this idea that I'm, I'm trying to espouse here, creativity. And that's why meditation is valuable. That is why at least I appreciate the range of human emotion, but I feel so much better when I'm at a very, you know, sort of calm and centered place. And I don't lash out when someone pulls out in front of me and I don't, when something in business goes awry, it's, it's, and this is where, you know, stoicism and Buddhism are very, very similar, right? A lot of rage about stoicism. Now our dear friend, Ryan Holiday, like the stoic says, you know, just react to what is not what you wanted it to be or what it was just, you know, it's, it's very much a, a, an, a, an activity of presence and awareness, which is, I think it's powerful. You see all these different, you know, um, these different schools of thought when you, when you start to look at the Venn diagram, a lot of them, you know, it's like prayer, awareness, meditation, mindfulness, stoicism, you know, it just the Venn diagram, it points at the things that we're talking about in this conversation. When you're creating um, Creative Calling, your book, uh, it's kind of interesting because you, uh, I mean, it's kind of probably a bit, a bit of pressure in a way. <laughs> like you're, you're, <laughs> You're leveraging the muscles of creativity to create this creation. That was not lost on me at all. That was a mind F for me the whole time I'm writing. So when, when, when you're in that scenario, um, and we have to do, I, I, I'm very much excited to record a conversation in, perf- in, in person, by the way. Because um, I'm, I'm like, oh, we're winding down. Um, but yeah, so when you're creating that, what was, was there any particular stumbling blocks? I feel like a good chunk of people, they're like, I want to write a book someday. You know, and it's like how many people do, not that it's any kind of benchmark or whatever, I mean, nobody needs to write a book, uh, but whatever your metaphoric book is, you know, it's a commitment and you sit down and you have to do it and it's a whole collaboration, it's a whole thing. And, you know, like what, was there any stumbling blocks during yeah. that time frame? Writing a book, uh, creating a book about creativity was, you know, the concept of, you know, it was the meta hell, right? <laughs> because I'm writing about you know, advice for applying this to your life and about how to harness these potentials and how to, when you are stuck, these are the things that are valuable to employ, to play through that. And I am getting stuck and my mind is wandering and I am not present and I am not doing my best work. And, you know, that's the, the, the meta narrative there has got to not be lost on anyone. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, sitting down and doing the work over and over, or in meditation's case, bringing your wandering mind back to your breath, or in the case of creativity, is I want to create my life. I need to strengthen the muscles of you know, cooking dinner for my family and going home a different way every way and building a great business that I love and making a family that I'm proud of. And it's all the same stuff. Right. And you only, it's a messy process and it's really not the act of this perfect linear growth, right? It's two steps forward, one step back. The goal is that just the, the, the slope of the line is up and to the right. You're getting better at, you know, with each iteration and you're learning and then applying that knowledge. So, you know, many points in the book, I had to go back and read earlier things that I had written in order to keep going uh, and, and to complete the, it was a, such a trip and I'm doing most of this writing. I like to write early in the morning and late at night, early in the morning when I'm being you know, fresh and my best ideas are there. And I've, my mind is a lot of work when I sleep, my, my sort of 
subconscious does. And then also when I'm tired, I'm just jotting things down that I don't want to forget to prompt me to think about these things through the night and enable my subconscious to work. And those are the times when we as people are the weirdest, right? We're pretty normal in the middle of the day. We're having lunch. We're saying hi to our coworkers. We're going about our business. But early in the morning and late at night, and this is when I'm revisiting and visiting all of these ideas that I'm having and where I'm stuck and writing about how to break through writer's block when you're blocked. Uh, it was a phenomenal experience. And um, in a way, I tried to capture that in the work. Um, I, I do think there's enough of a personal experience and stories that most folks will be able to relate to, especially people, you know, I wrote this book for the people who identify as creators and those who are creative curious. Like, I know I've got, I, I, I buy your, your argument, Chase, and I want to know how to maximize that and how to sort of unleash that in order to maximize my human experience. And for those that are, if you're sitting here as a, uh, as many scientists I find are the ones that have, um, that are the, le- the, uh, last to the party and then they actually end up going the furthest with this material because this expanded idea of creativity allows them to say they're creative and and get on board so there's only you know a people the only people who are, are the book is not for are people that have considered my argument and think it invalid and and don't want to be in charge of their own lives or do not want to have a vision of them co-creating it so don't get the book if you're in that camp if you're anybody who is who's not not in that camp then you know my belief is that you will you'll benefit so bam thank you bam perfect (laughs) (laughs) i am we are gonna hang Uh, together soon i cannot wait to be in person (laughs) we need to like have tacos and and have two more hours yeah yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I knew that was going to be sensate, like 20 minutes in. I was like, oh, no, we're going to need two hours. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, I highly recommend people grab Creative Calling. Um, it's you. anywhere that you get that you get your books. Um, and the only addition I'll say, because then you, you, you really have to go 30 seconds ago. But if you're a person <laughs> that's, that's right. trying to lose 20 pounds, that's not the appropriate mindset. If you need to lose 20 pounds or you want to lose 20 pounds, lose one pound. Yep. Lose one pound. What are the, one and what are the actions? Lose one pound. And what are the actions that a person who loses one pound a week for twenty right. weeks? What are the actions? Yeah, who that is that person? person? Yeah, what are the actions? How does that How does that person feel? How does that person act? What choices does that person make? Like yes. tapping into that sensation and letting go of the distance between you and it, and perhaps the, 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 that person might come from a place of self acceptance. Who is that person that weighs twenty five pounds less? They probably accept themselves. Who are you now? You know, there who are be, you there's, now? A, there's a gap, right? There's a gap between who we all are and who we want to be. But the cool thing is that the decision to try, you can be an entirely different person the next moment from right now. And you've just, the difference is you've made a decision and you've taken action and you've started. Yeah. Uh, is there any other place to point people or, or, or um, just no, I'm, I'm Chase Jarvis everywhere on the internet on Insta and YouTube. I put out weekly videos. I've got a, a podcast that's been going for 12 years. Um, get, get amazing guests like your, yourself and, and Tim Ferriss and you know Damon John from Shark Tank and world class athletes, Hollywood Hollywood legends, um, you know entrepreneurs. I try and and uncover the lives of people who've lived extraordinarily 
interesting lives. Um, and Creative Live is something I'm proud of. It's where um, millions of people go to learn a lot of the things that we're talking about right here, photography, design, filmmaking, entrepreneurship, and a lot of the people that I mentioned, you know, the Tim Ferrisses and Brene Browns, and they are they can be found on that platform. So uh, go check right. that out. It's like 150 bucks for a, a year access to 2,000 something classes. So thanks again for having well, me, Aaron. A lo- big fan yes. of what you're doing. Um, I this idea of functional your body your, your your body is always in creation it's interesting you know you're always yeah. const- your body's always being constructed and how you move to the world is it's a very sticky idea and i found myself um cognizant of it as i'm moving through the world so thank you for inspiring me you got an amazing community there um and i'm looking forward to hanging in person over over tacos love it all right thank you all for tuning in thank you chase uh that's it that's all over now Enjoyed that conversation. If you want exclusive content, including some of the questions that I ask guests at the end of the conversations that can only be heard in one place and one place only, that is the Align community. You can jump over to alignpodcast.com slash community to get that and much more. We post new exclusive content there every day. It's around self-care, it's around strength training, mindfulness, breath work, things of the sort. I'm in there every day answering questions. We do community stuff. It's rad. It's over at alignpodcast.com dot com slash community.